All right, I don't think I need to pull anything up, really. An expert on Home Alone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Definitely grew up watching it, and, and I'm pretty sure I watch this like every Christmas. I don't know how to pack a suitcase. I've never done this once in my whole life. Tough. That's what Megan said. What did I say? You told Kevin tough. The dope was whining about a suitcase. What am I supposed to do? Shake his hand and say congratulations, you're an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Oh, really? You're completely helpless. Everyone has to do everything for you. She's right, Kev. Excuse me, pupus. I'm a lot smaller than you. I don't know how to pack a suitcase. Hey, I hope you didn't just pack crap, Jeff. Shut up, Lenny. Do you know what I should pack? I was told you, cheek face. Toilet paper and water. Listen, Kev, what are you so worried about? You know Mom's gonna pack your stuff anyway. You're what the French call les incompetents. What? I, uh, we'll just get into it. Welcome to yeah. Original Remake, uh, where Peter, um, he does not care about you, the fans, to give any more time to Home Alone. Uh, he's had enough of the McAllisters and their shenanigans. Uh, I actually sent you a text earlier this week, uh, like, just taking a picture of my TV, uh, where I was watching it, I believe on HBO. I think it was on HBO Max. Uh, which is strange because this is a Disney property now, but I guess there's still rights issues uh, as far as who they sold the streaming rights to. Um, mm. But I actually did not watch it last Christmas. Uh, strangely, for some reason, I watched Home Alone 2, which will also be featured this month for our, our December collection of original remake. Uh, I did watch, um, so I'll try to test you, Peter, since you're coming in as the, the, the expert on this mythology. There was a Netflix series uh, on, like, movie. I think it was called Movies We Loved, or... Movies We Grew Up With, or uh, The Movies That Made Us. There it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch all of those, but I did, last Christmas, watch the Home Alone one. Okay, and it's a good episode. I felt like, yeah, I felt like it was such a good episode that it made me skip re-watching Home Alone proper last year, and I went straight from that uh, Netflix episode to Home Alone 2. Okay. I might have it's made a like mistake. It's kind of like a podcast. Um, really? Well, just because uh, my wife, you know, just a little inside baseball, pulling the curtain back for, for our listeners, uh, because you uh, have to, decided to procreate uh, yet again, uh, you're, <laughs> as you're assuming your collection of basically a baseball team at this point. Uh, uh, no, no, no. This is it. Just a starting five basketball team. Just a starting five. Well, you know, come back in a year or two and hold Peter to this. He's going on the record here. Um, <laughs> I I felt like I made a mistake um, in not watching it last Christmas, even though I enjoyed that that podcast, as you put it, the Netflix podcast, um, mm-hmm. with a lot of guests that we could never get. Um, right, right. Because they're jerks, and, you know, they should. They should give us the time of day. Well, but, one has passed away since. Um... Okay, let's not take it to that. That, oh, okay. that place, but <laughs> he's got an excuse, right? John Hurd, yeah, right? Is that right? John Hurd, is that it? the father? Uh, the father, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, but we're watching these because of uh, Peter's uh, starting five uh, that he's building. Uh, That's right. You got the new baby, yeah, Coach Pete over there. Um, <laughs> we're watching these in October in preparation to have some content to where you know you were doing some possibly you know slightly more responsible things than uh, hosting a podcast which is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know getting to know your your newborn uh position to be determined later after we see the growth spurt right um, right name too <laughs> but my wife had a bone to pick with you over this oh i, me? I, I did yeah you you specific yes because uh, i 
had this on uh, and I was watching it without her. And she goes, wait, you're watching Home Alone without me? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, I'm doing it for a podcast. And it's if it had been something I knew she hadn't seen, I would have offered. Um, but, you know, I'm sure she's seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. We've watched it together a lot. And she's like, we always watch Home Alone. Uh, and we had the same conversation you and I just had. Where I'm like, well, we watched the Netflix thing. And she was like, fuck that thing. We're not, <laughs> that wasn't Home Alone. <laughs> and then she was like, wait, why are you watching this in October? You can't watch Like, it should be Halloween movies. Uh, I actually had the same problem with the Addams Family. I was watching that without her as well. And she jumped all over me for that. Um, that was definitely more Halloween specific. She sounds like she would be a nostalgic fan. Is, is yeah, she's like. she's hitting those. Um, there's a number of things I do for other podcasts I'm on that she wants absolutely no fucking part of. But these these films, yes. So she's angry at me for cheating on her with Home Alone. She's angry at you for causing me to cheat on her with Home Alone in October, which she thought was a party foul. She's like, this is a you know. Like how some people won't put up their Christmas tree before a certain period of time. Basically, you yeah, don't yeah. watch Home Alone before I don't know Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving. I don't know. Right, and 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 you also told her I would imagine we're doing this because we're expecting a baby in November. So. And then she said, "Peter's having another kid. How many does that make?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Oh boy. So you got a lot uh, to answer. Five, for, Pete. yes. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So I thought I thought it was going to be something else. So I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could have controlled this. You know, made, planned it. <laughs> if a little you could bit control better. yourself, yes, you could have controlled this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, How's that for an so intro this, to the movie? It's a fantastic intro. Um, you sh- you should open up the shows more. Um, now, <laughs> here's a little fun fact. This was either the or one of the first times that we've collaborated together when you came on um, Hydrate Level 4 at the time with me in Phoenix. Yeah, I can't remember if it's the first time we talked. I'm pretty sure it was the first time I was on your show. Um, okay. was for, for Home Alone. Um, that, and I even thought, I was like, you know, <laughs> do we trick our listeners? Because that, that is a deep dive into it. Cause that's, that's a pretty long, I was like, we, I think we go scene by scene for the most part, pretty close to yeah, it. Back, back then I went scene by scene cause that's all I knew. Podcasting was still relatively new. We're talking about over six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so that's still there. I know if me and Phoenix, when we did part two, I actually pulled up an article about all of those things that Kevin does to Marv and Harry and the level of like pain inflicted and what would actually cause deaths. Um, which by the way, I, I know that this was two months ago, uh, but I just had, had, uh, a thing that I completely forgot to mention in our Adam's family review, but hopefully I remind myself for a future episode or something in the past. You're doing some back to the future shenanigans here. With I recording. really am. Uh, but yeah, um, this is a movie I watch, I'm pretty, I can confidently say once a year, um, around Christmas time. Uh, because, you know, the month of uh, December is filled with Christmas movies. I don't have a list and I don't have my go-tos probably other than this one. Um, one year I may skip, you know, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Edward Scissorhands, you know. So I have like a variety of movies, but those are my movies. We don't really have like family ones other than Home Alone. 
right? So there's ones that I like that I like to watch during Christmas, and the kids have their own too. And I'm not sitting there watching like you know these newer kid stuff. <laughs> What's your you cutoff? Um, Is there a cutoff year for you? Year prob- probably. Well, no, because uh, here's one that made it into my rotation um, just a few years ago, and it's something I was on your show for, and then I re- uh, re- reviewed it for Postalgic, and since then it's become a uh, annual thing, which I think it's only been twice, but um, the night before. Okay. I don't know if I like the way you phrased that, though, because uh, I brought you on, but it wasn't until you did it on your show that it became, oh, now it's got the seal of approval. Mike does it. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I think it's because that first time it was like critical hat on. I'm on War okay. Machine versus War Horse and I'm trying to play up to your level of uh of, rev- of, oh, my of reviewing level. here. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't like that word. Um or the phrasing of that. Or the tone. I don't know. I don't know. Your look was not amused by by that. But uh, I was just trying to but, figure out how am I going to get to your level. And clearly, when it comes to you making you don't babies, drop to my level, um, I'm I probably will never. You don't catch even up. want babies. <laughs> Instead, you added a, another dog to the family. Uh, who brings his own issues? But you know, we've been doing these. We did the Adams family, or, or mm-hmm. you know, we're doing the Adams family now. If you're a keen super fan on how we record these things. Um, and now Home Alone, uh, maybe it's just uh, violent, antagonistic children <laughs> who can protect their homes that I'm looking mm. at. Because I did get a pit bull. So there's a certain connection as far as what I want a kid who's like a pit bull as long as they don't bite me. Does that make sense? Right, which Brexit bit you earlier on the hand. <laughs> and we're trying to, you know, we're still in the training process, right? Yeah. Um, all right, where do we want to start? Uh, With Home Alone? Yeah, uh, yeah I think we start with um, let, let you know. Let's just come at it from a point of view that it is you know probably if you're listening to this and certainly for us, it's well trodden ground. Yeah, at this what point. hasn't been said? What um, podcast has not reviewed it? Re- reviewed this, but us um, here. You know, um, you know, you you mentioned the the movies that made us um, the Netflix documentary. There was one thing that stuck out to me that. One of the few things that I did not know, but Daniel Stern like turned it down. Yeah, um, and they even had like, a it. new guy cast it and everything. I, I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's a thankless part, but you know, if I'm an actor, even a comedic actor, and they're like, "Hey, we want this," you know, eight-year-old kid. The premise is, uh, he whoops your ass for. <laughs> you know, 30, 40 minutes straight, uh, and you're made to look like a buffoon. And not only that, but you're the buffoon of the two buffoons. You're the stupid one. <laughs> you're, not, you're not even the threatening one. I don't know if I would necessarily think this is something I'd be into doing. Honestly, I'm trying to put my um, parenting hat on, clearly, as I'm saying I'll never catch you. Um, and I'm wondering what adults thought taking their kids to see this. Because you know, you look at the poster, like, try to think of this, Peter, before it became, like, a runaway smash and just a part of, like, the pop culture lexicon. Uh, it, it's it's a premise that could just be a really dumb movie that, you know, there's been plenty of kids' movies that have these kind of simple hooks that I don't think any parent wants to touch at all. They don't want to be forced to take their kids to see it. And so just hearing that a kid's just going to beat up on two 
thieves trying to break into his house for 34 minutes with pranks and glass they step on and little traps. Uh, it's going to take a lot of charisma, I think, to sell that. And thankfully, they had this kid, Macaulay Culkin, who became a superstar that I'm always kind of surprised how charming he is, even though I've seen this a hundred times at this point, how clear it is this kid was going to be a movie star even that early on, even those sequences where he's just, <laughs> he's just bitching and moaning. Uh, it always strikes me that it's like this kid was naturally meant to be put in front, front of a screen. And there's sometimes where they try to do this with, you know, quote unquote, just like cute little kids being funny and you can tell how forced it is. And I don't think it feels forced at all when he's, he's coming back at his parents and lashing out. Yeah, I he's really good, but um, I don't know. As, as a parent, like hindsight, <laughs> I love I this. Feel, you know, it, it it's the way these traps are are rigged, right? It's still very kiddish, um, and the reactions are very comical. Yeah, Ma, um, Harry slipping, you know, and that epic fall on the steps, you know, these they're, they're funny, you know. So I don't know if. I'm sure there were some parents that probably took exception to it and just thought that it was a little violent, but um, I think sprinkled in with all the Christmas music, it it feels very holiday like and and I, don't I feel know, like I, I think the family f- there was more complaints about the sequel, which we'll get into at the end of this month. I remember as a kid, especially when you come to like. <laughs> just throwing bricks off the top of a building at someone's head. Oh, I laughed my ass off in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one where it's like, yeah, you can it's put It's Marv's some... reaction, you know, that... <laughs> like, like, all of that. That's hilarious. But you can put, like, you know, Hot Wheels on the ground, and if their dumbass steps on them and trips and falls, that's, you know, that's a pratfall. <laughs> just, just taking a brick and throwing it off of a roof into someone's head... You were definitely getting into Mortal Kombat territory. Yes, they they are <laughs> amping it up, and that uh, if that first one didn't kill him, the second one would have. <laughs> uh, but I think there's like what four, maybe five. Um, and it, I we'll, we'll get back to this first one, but for the second movie, I wonder if we should watch the Canadian version because they edited it recently. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard. Tell me about this. They they, they cut out the moment where um, Kevin asks a a sort of celebrity. Uh, that owns oh, buildings, oh. you know, for directions. Yeah, uh, I approve of that. That's fine with me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a uh, censorship, but it's just uh, it's just good common sense. I think at this point in our mm. lives, just less of that individual would be nice. Um, when, when the debate comes up, uh, whether you know, do you like Home Alone one or two better? I mean, it's the same movie, but then I always go back to like. At least in the last four years, because this is when it counted. I go, ha, the first one is better for one mm-hmm. very specific yeah. reason now. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk the, about um, censorship yeah. just real quickly. Okay. Because it pertains to the first film. Yes. Uh, what What do you make of... Because uh, I, I feel like it's clever how they handle Joe Pesci being Joe Pesci and his foul mouth, or at least his maybe infamous foul mouth on screen as a persona doing mm. this... Uh, what do you call it? Like a Daffy Duck type thing, where it's like whenever he wants to okay. curse, it's just uh, you you can't understand. Like it just becomes this like mumble core sort of thing that he does, this little mantra to himself. Uh, I I think that there's some clever touches here 
that's probably a credit to John Hughes because John Hughes was very successful at making stuff aimed at younger audiences that still appealed to grownups with some mm-hmm. adult like humor. And you also have John Candy showing up here. Uh, I think uh, Catherine O'Hara is also really funny as the, the mom who feels guilty that she's abandoned her son. Um, did you pick up on those things when you were a kid or have you picked up on them more as an adult uh, with adult eyes that there's some, some humor that's sort of aimed uh, the older set, like you kind of, you know, like, you know what Joe Pesci's <laughs> saying for one and two as a parent of your, you know, ever evolving brood, you know, you probably can tap into how uh, Catherine O'Hara would feel uh, actually, you know, abandoning your child at home and feeling uh, like they're in danger. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, Joe Pesci and Harry's foul mouth, like, <laughs> I, I think with that, it, it's just to add the add to the comedy. Uh, I, I think it is kind of a joke, too. Like, oh, yeah, Joe Pesci. Like, how are we going to censor him? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel... You can't have like him just say something... darn. You know, that just wouldn't... It wouldn't feel real if he's saying crap. It's not... It's not well, I mean, darn. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any emphasis on the pain with darn. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up, you know, getting up uh, off of falling on the steps. Ah, darn. <laughs> it just, I don't think that's as funny because... I, I think for me, like hearing him mutter that way, those those you know uh, censored bad words, I think that that shows like the intensity of his pain, and he just wants to scream it out, but it's also trying to be quiet because he is a, a criminal and he doesn't want to bring attention if he's shouting out "fuck" and all these things, you know. Out <laughs> That's loud. a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but with the mom, like, uh, I don't know. I, I've always been a fan of Catherine O'Hara. I loved her in Beetlejuice. Uh, obviously, I know her as, um, you know, the mom, Mrs. McAllister here. And I would I would kind of follow her work. Like, I loved her in all the Christopher Guest movies. And uh, I loved the shit out of her in uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah, we just started that. We're, we're late on... Uh, you're, you're just a fan of uh, Canada. I mean, I expect you to have uh, Raptors gear on. Uh, Michael J. Now. Fox, Jim Carrey... <laughs> The weekend, Justin so Bieber, you, sure. You, you didn't acknowledge the, the Raptors because you know your undying love for the Blazers. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually I just started season four, and I think the season three finale was one of my favorite episodes thus far. It's very very good. This is the closest Pete and I will ever come to having watched the same TV show. As a, oh yeah, we started <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> That's it. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Like, ah, yeah, we we made it about three episodes into season one. Just caught up on other things. Yeah, you know, I'm still I waiting for you to watch Cobra Kai. Well, you know, we've got to, this for us. We we are doing like a marathon stretch of original remake. You know, if we if we can ever catch up to weekly, then that's a uh, that's a full time business uh, for us. Which is also probably why we're being honest that we've seen Home Alone so many times. This one I easily could talk about. Um, without having watched again, but I was a little concerned about what we're going to talk about as far as trying to add new takes or new slants on here. Right. Especially for a movie that a lot of people watch annually anyway, you know, like I, I feel people are going to tune in because, oh, oh, I love Home Alone and hey, it's 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 December. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we are going to bring like, yeah, any fresh takes. It's really, we're probably just going to hop on and talk about uh, how much we enjoy this movie. Do you uh, have John a, Candy? Uh, uh the polka. Yeah, the the 
<laughs> his uh, pits. How many copies <laughs> they have? It, it made me sad because I'm like, man, he's talking like they're they're making fun of this character for basically being a failure of I mean, a musician. Uh, and the numbers he's talking about, I think they sold like what six? He say six hundred copies. <laughs> I was like, I'd like to hit six hundred downloads. <laughs> like that'd be right, fine right. for an episode. That's fine with me. Uh-huh. Here was one question I had for you. That I'm like, okay, here's we'll try to do something new. Uh, that I don't think you and I have ever discussed before, and I don't know if it comes up mm. that often. Yeah, the, the premise of the film from Kevin's perspective is that he makes a wish that his family disappears. And, of course, you have this power outage, and he's mm. uh, been punished. That, re- uh, that reminds me of the uh, the cartoon show that he had, uh, the, the Wish Kid. Was that, was that what it was called? I don't remember this. The Wish Kid. Let me go ahead and continue your thought. Uh, and... You know, he's punished by being sent to the attic, although I don't know how much of a punishment it is because it, at the very least he avoids having to sleep with the kid that's going to pee on him uh, in the middle of the night. Um, so he he has – he's looking at this as it's like some sort of like fantasy movie he's in almost. He's he's right. done this. He feels some degree of guilt. Um, but he makes this wish because he seemingly doesn't get along with any member of his family. So mine – attempted a new take with you is of the family members that Kevin does not get along with, which is pretty much all of them. Um, Everybody. Yeah. Even fuller. Which one do you think is the worst and side question, I guess to go along with that, would you wish them to also disappear and not come back forever? (laughs) If you had to pick one, I think the majority of people would probably say buzz and yes, because <laughs> he's the most uh, antagonistic and takes joy mm-hmm. in antagonizing his younger brother. He, I mean, and you know, I don't want to keep bringing up part two, but you know, the the music recital in the beginning of the movie, he embarrassed the hell out of Kevin in front of all those families. Okay, you so know? you're, you're so using his entire cut. record in the Home Alone mythology. Um, yeah, I guess I'm we gonna... don't really know so much early on. I'm going to go with—is it Lenny? Uh, the Ooh. character that speaks French to him and calls him uh, you incompetent. You are, yeah, les incompetents. Yeah, uh, I don't, <laughs> don't recall her name. I don't like that snobbery <laughs> there. Like, you're speaking French to this eight-year-old and uh, calling him incompetent, like, and pitiful. Uh, and it's got my my absolute favorite moment in the film, favorite line delivery, is when Macaulay Culkin just says, What? Like, just, he's so disgusted by what he's hearing. Uh, That may be it, but I felt like that was a low blow uh, for me. But you're probably right. You you know what? Okay, I I changed my mind. Um, I mean, because I think him and Buzz, uh, again, at the end of part two, is a little bit better. Uh, The relationship, Uncle Frank. I think he wants to wish away Uncle Frank. He's the biggest ass of the, doesn't pay (laughs) for anything. Uh, talks too much. I mean, he. I guess in that way, would make a great podcaster. But um, I think they wanted Kelsey Grammer, right, for that role. That fits. I could. I could see that easily. I'm making no judgment on Kelsey Grammer, although I think he is conservative leaning. So I think he is a bit of a, a blowhard in that regard, kind of uh, a stereotype. Okay. Uh, but it fits for for Uncle Frank. Uh, I don't remember Kevin having that many issues with his dad, though. I don't know if it's because his dad no. is mostly distracted in the sequences we see with them together. Yes. Um, Especially, but... um, yeah, even so in part two also. Uh, he kind of lets the mom yeah. play the bad cop. He kind of has his wife doing the heavy lifting. Um, he does. With Kevin, which kind of makes him a shit in that regard too. 
Like he just sort of um, like even with the pizza guy, he just walks past him when that dude's asking for money, and he lets his yeah. wife handle it. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of great sequences, like the Kevin's uh, plane ticket. Like there's all these like little things. For as many times that you can watch the movie over and over, there's still little things that you can catch. Um, the uh, Wish Kid, I do have it up. Uh, okay. It looks like there was only one season, thirteen episodes. It ran from September to December of '91. Um, and then it was canceled uh, the following July. So Nick McClary, modeled after and voiced by McCulkin, owned a baseball glove that had been struck by a miniature shooting star, an event that inexplicably enabled it to magically grant wishes. If punched three times, it was, however, however limited to use only once every week, and each wish would expire relatively shortly after it was cast, often as the most inopportune time possible. That was a whole ass sentence. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, so. Yeah, I do not remember this. And I was, you know, obviously uh, you and I both were writing the demo to be Macaulay Culkin fans because he was, he would have been close to our age uh, when Home yeah. Alone came out. Um, Saturday morning. So I, I do remember watching this. I don't know how many episodes I saw, but um, I think this is probably also around the same time as Back to the Future, the animated series. So I know this isn't Home Alone, but they were definitely capitalizing on on Macaulay. Yeah, sure. Um, this is definitely not Home Alone, nor is it uh, going back to Adam's family. But I, of this type of thing, I remember the Beetlejuice cartoon. That's when I actually watched. Oh yeah, that was huge. Um, and honestly, like as a kid, I didn't know or remember like if I knew which one came first, like the movie or the cartoon. Right, because hmm. it was just like both there. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember watching the movie a lot as a kid, but I also watched probably just about every single episode of Beetlejuice. Yeah, I would have to say the same way. Although I, he the was, movie came first. He was far more likable in the animated series. Though, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, because I mean, Beetlejuice in the movie was a dick. <laughs> but you it's know, the one the kids liked. Dicks. Yeah, the kids weren't going to turn tune into an animated series about Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and what their ghost married life was like. Right, and because. Beetlejuice on screen was on for like I don't know how long, but it was very short. So they're like, yeah, let's just make him the the star of his own movie. And him and Lydia had a good relationship too. You know, it's I, I didn't really think about this, but because uh, I, I talked, I opened this conversation with just talking about how clearly Macaulay Culkin was a, a movie star. Um, but how much as a kid did you follow him after Home Alone? Because I actually don't have many memories of like watching. Like I know I watched My Girl, which is I not saw My Girl, the most kid friendly um, movie. But. Right. It, it it took me a while to watch part two because everyone knows I hate recast, and I know it wasn't a recast because you know spoiler for My Girl, <laughs> Macaulay dies. Um, and you know what? Let's be honest that the, the 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 love interest in part two is no Macaulay Culkin, you know. Um, but I did I do remember checking out. The Good Son, because um, I liked both actors at the time, him and Elijah Wood. I don't remember anything from it except for Macaulay Culkin was a bad kid. The Page Master. I don't. Okay, uh, I saw the Page Master. Uh, him and Christopher Lloyd. Well, I, I had a suspicion that that one might be a hit. Like, what is the uh, the battleship? <laughs> like, this is like the podcast version of that where I'm. Uh, you know, picking things. I'm like, oh, anything related possibly to Back to the Future, uh, that's probably gonna be a hit. But I, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see Richie Rich. I didn't see any of this stuff. I saw, I saw Richie Rich. Um, matter of fact, the the kids like Richie Rich. The um, 
and my eight year old and our friends' daughters because uh, they're they're all the same age. Uh, but yeah, Rich Rich was was a good one. Uh, Little Rascals. Uh, I know he wasn't in that, but uh, a certain celebrity also makes an appearance there. <laughs> Little Rascals. But um, yeah, Richie Rich did not grow up on, but saw it enough that there wasn't really any uh, like anything. It, I didn't miss any beats uh, upon like a rewatch of that. So I get, apparently I watched that enough. I think that was like, what, 95? Uh, Page Master, I don't think I owned. I watched it a few times. And honestly, the draw was probably Christopher Lloyd. Um, and just the idea of it. It's like, oh, it's kind of like Fantasia. Uh, in, you know, interesting concept. Um, I don't know how well it did, though. I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to do it, uh, review that with, Amanda, um, newly, newly mommy Amanda from God, what was the, what was the name of their show? Her and <laughs> Kevin, you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, Amanda. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember Hyrule the name of the show. Uh, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I don't know a new, newly mommy show. I was like, I'm not on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. She just had a baby. <laughs> not on those parenting shows, which you're, you're an expert <laughs> on. <laughs> you're talking about I the, start, uh, I started the whole trend. Cinema geeks. That's who you're talking about. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I don't know if you've got, did you have any sort of weird thoughts on this one on, on, uh, coming up for this? Like, uh, we've established it's sort of a Christmas movie. Uh, I'm sure it's gotten a ton of play on like those ABC family, whatever channels, wherever they're called now. Um, Probably has the most plays, uh, really. Do you, uh, do you feel like this is the top dog as far as modern, uh, Christmas classics? I don't know where you would draw that line. Cause as we increasingly get older, um, it's harder and harder to call it modern. Although Macaulay Culkin is showing up in Google home commercials as you know <laughs> the older uh, version of his character so it's still a uh, point of reference for for people but yeah this is 30 years old uh, at this point uh did you see how he reacted when it was announced that they were going to redo home alone Mm-mm, i did not like a re- remake 30 years later he goes no this is home alone 30 years later it is a picture of him sitting on the couch <laughs> so he already <laughs> did it <laughs> yeah um yeah, obviously, like, I, I feel, I don't know if it was me and you, but I have brought up with people before to to do it again, either they have to set it back in the days before cell phones, mm. because that would just ruin it all, or they have to get extremely creative, and nobody pays me to come up with ideas, so I'm not even going to try to speculate how <laughs> they would go about, uh, you know, doing such a thing. Um Power lines could be knocked out, but there's internet. You can email. You know, there's there's a type of all types of ways of getting a kids hold now would find a way them. to communicate. Facebook, yeah, they you would know? they would have some sort of outlet uh, to do so. Um, and you know, as we've established between um, you know your upbringing and mine, you know, you just walk down the street uh, and talk to someone. Whereas you know, I would have to walk miles through the snow to find the next <laughs> you're going to be one of those dads huh? you're going to be like yeah, you know just to go find a neighbor I had to, I had to walk you know six miles well, especially since I currently have no children I've waited this long I'm going to be very very old <laughs> like if I ever had any so yes I will be that type of dad uh, let's do some uh, in-house podcast business though because I'm uh, we had some help uh, from Eric on uh, October 
our, our selection with Adam's family, sort of directing us to the reunion because we had, were thinking about going outside of the franchise. Um, we don't necessarily have to here, but I think we probably should. Don't <laughs> don't you like? There are um, five uh, Home Alone uh, movies to choose from, and we know we want to talk about two because you really want to get into just how dead uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern would be in Home Alone 2. So we know that. I can find that article again, sure. Yeah. Um, is there you know, one other one uh, we should do from the Home Alone series? Um, because you can kind of take your pick as far as they, it's a different kid. I think you had mentioned there's one where they actually did recast, right? It's like still yeah, the McAllister yeah. family. Uh, as, as far as I remember, I don't think I saw that one, but uh, I think they got rid of all the other siblings and cousins. And there might be Buzz, and that's it. So, um, I'm not sure. Like, we, 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 obviously, we're gonna do part two for the sequel at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, which one are we thinking about as far as the reboot? I don't know. Uh, we had talked about one movie that I really want to do, but I in because I was looking up when your conversation uh, about the like the I guess the physicality of the traps. Yeah. Do you know there's a horror movie with this premise? Where uh, a teenager and a twelve-year-old at Christmas time are home alone, and they actually the character is a super fan of Home Alone, and talks about all the ways that the traps would actually like really harm someone, would really kill them. Have you did you know this? this it's, a horror it's, movie. It's called Better Watch Out, and it came out in two thousand sixteen. And yeah, it's part of the plot is one of the characters is a huge fan. Uh, of Home Alone, and I guess it helps them in their traps that they make. I think that almost makes the most sense, and how did I not hear about this? Uh, I mean, even the poster looks decent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd rather watch that because they, because we don't we don't know if they were thinking that this was going to kick off like a new franchise, but you know, if it was successful enough, I don't see why. Right, uh, that they would continue it on. So this could uh, very much be the, like the reboot episode. Eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes for a horror movie. Wow. That is insane. That is really high. So I have no experience with this. This is just me stumbling upon it because my co-host really wants to get into the realities of hardcore violence as for my children. At least some of the names um, are very recognizable. Uh, Dacre Montgomery, uh, he was in, um, I believe he's in Stranger Things, but also I know him uh, also from Power Rangers, the 2017 reboot. Uh, Patrick Warburton is in here, and Virginia Madsen. I'm assuming they're both the parents, perhaps. I believe the babysitter, uh, I don't recognize the actress's name, but she was the main character in The Visit, the uh, Shyamalan uh, movie. So you want to do that next? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we'll have to find this one. Better watch out. So that's going to be on the remake episode. Yeah. I mean, the character himself, one of them at least, is trying to remake <laughs> the traps of Home Alone. So, Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. So uh, enjoy the holidays with us. A lot of pain coming up. Pain and parenting. Yes. Horror movie. <laughs>